Hi there, welcome to Bible Size Chat. Jason, hi. Hey. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I don't know what you do. I just love it. You're like, hey. <laughs> like a figure. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm going to be some doofus. What are you saying? What are you, am I a doofus? Is that what you're saying? That hurts me, Jason. I'm you not going to be a, right here. I'm not going to be a doofus like you. No, I'm just kidding. No. Okay, so. Hello. Uh, how are you? <laughs> I just got dumber. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It hurts me. I'm just messing. I know. Um, okay, so, we, so we've, yes. we've had a... Today's been a tricky one. We've recorded a few yeah. videos. And one of the ones... And we've talked about some things that kind of we, we had made some errors on and some other stuff. And so one of the, what we're going to do today is actually a follow-up mm -hmm. one uh, yep. from a conversation that we had before. Yeah. A, a, a very controversial issue. And the issue of slavery in the Bible. Yeah. And how the Bible talks about it. What it doesn't say. What it does say. Yeah. And so especially in America with... Uh, chattel slavery, race-based chattel slavery totally. is a, you know, a, just a huge part of our history. Yeah, yeah. And that affects how we, and influences how we think about, you know, when we read the the, the Bible, totally. um, for better or worse, right? Yeah, yeah totally. So, as we pick up that question again, what does the Bible have to say about slavery? How, you know, especially certain Old Testament texts that yeah. allow it, Yeah. you know? So, how do we deal with it biblically? Yeah, yeah that question. So, okay, so the first thing I would say is, Anyone who's listening to this should go back and listen to your very first one. Okay. Because you deal in the New Testament, in, in that conversation that we yeah. were having, you were dealing with the fact that God does prohibit it in other New Testament texts. Right. Which is going to become incredibly important in the near future when we finish talking about some of these Old Testament texts that seem to allow for it. Yeah. Uh, but we're not going to get there yet. No, but that no, was, no. I think if they go back and listen to that conversation, yeah. it's going to be helpful. Okay. What we really want to do here is just deal with some of these texts that seem to offer freedom for the people yeah. of Israel to enslave people. Yes. Um, and so, and we're going to break these down sort of one at a time. The first one is in Deuteronomy chapter 20, and it's under the laws of warfare. Mm -hmm. And what it says, it's talking about when the people of Israel, they go, they're, they're going to go out and essentially yep. grow the empire yeah. of Israel. And the when conquest. they come to a city, yeah. exactly, the conquest, yeah. they're going to come in, they're going to come to a city, and they're going to offer terms of peace. If right. people agreed to terms of peace, right. the text in Deuteronomy 20 says, uh, verse 11, it says, If the city agrees to make peace with you and it opens to you, then all the people who hmm. are found in it shall become your forced labor and shall serve you. And people mm. say, well, look, <clears throat> God says... Essentially, you take your war captives and you can make them slaves. Mm -hmm. The problem is that that text doesn't say slavery, right? It's talking mm -hmm. about forced labor. What mm -hmm. is that? Well, it's essentially uh, 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 the authority of the nation of Israel over those people. So mm -hmm. they can tell them, hey, you need to come and, and yeah. serve in various ways. Yeah. But it, it doesn't say they're slaves. It's yeah. not a specific uh, statement on chattel slavery. Okay. Uh, so that text doesn't actually talk about chattel slavery right. in that sense. We okay. want to sort of take that one off the table okay. and remove it. Okay. It does talk about imperialistic control. Yeah. But again, we would say that's not necessarily wrong. Like to yeah. make another city a vassal of the nation of yeah. Israel is not necessarily wrong yeah. for them to do that. Yeah. Or even to say in that position of vassal, in, in that position yeah. of, of submission to us as a nation, you mm. will then, we're, we're going to ask you to come and serve in various ways or pay tribute. That's, no. not, that's not necessarily wrong okay. or inherently evil. Yeah. I think most people wouldn't say that it's inherently yeah, yeah. evil. So that's the first thing. Uh, that's the first text I want to look at. second one is in Leviticus chapter 25. And this is maybe the, the most complex one. Yeah. Um, in Leviticus 25, uh, you have to remind me which verse. In the 40s. Yeah, 44. 40. Is it your oh yeah, thank you. Slaves. As for mm -hmm. male and female slaves, yeah. it says, uh, whom you may have, you may acquire male and female slaves from the pagan nations that are around yeah. you. <laughs> it says, then too, it, it is out of the sons of the sojourners who live as aliens among you that you may gain acquisition, and out of their families who are with you, whom they also, whom they will have produced in your land, they also may become your possession. You may even bequeath them to your sons after you to receive as a possession. Yeah. You can use them as permanent slaves, but in respect to your countrymen, the slaves, of the sons of Israel, you shall not rule uh, with severity over one another. Mm. 
said like, whew, that's a crazy text. It, it sounds it, like. sounds like chattel <laughs> slavery, right? Yeah. It sounds like you can own them, you can own them permanently, you yeah. can bequeath them, that's yeah. human property. Yeah. Which initially, when you read that, it sounds that way. Okay. The tricky part is we okay. have to read these in context, not only in the okay. immediate context, but in the broader context. Right. And this is where the, the text of the Bible actually informs itself. Okay. The, the people of Israel were allowed to sell themselves into slavery. Uh, they yes. were allowed to essentially sell themselves into sl- right. slavery for the payment of debt. Right. And even as a slave, in the payment of debt, they could say, I choose the life of a slave because my master is so good. I'm going to choose to remain a slave. Yeah. And, and God says, that's okay if you want to choose to do that. Yeah. The master can choose to receive that person as a slave. Yeah. And, the, and the slave can choose to remain in that position. Okay. Even after they've they've removed themselves right. uh, from they've that. Paid they paid debt. off the debt. Mm-hmm. And the language in verse 46 where it says, you can use them as permanent slaves, we would say is actually in relation to the fact that they are choosing to remain okay. as slaves okay. with that family. Okay. Which would then inform the bequeathing text mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of chapter uh, verse okay. 46. Okay. So these are people who are choosing, after having paid off a debt, mm-hmm. Just like the sons of Israel, okay. to remain as permanent slaves. Okay. Say, well, okay, well then, you, then why is it only sojourners, and is that like mistreatment? Oh, is that like yeah. essentially race-based yeah, slavery? Yeah. Yeah. And this is where it's very important. Leviticus chapter nineteen. If you just look back at Leviticus chapter nineteen, okay. verse thirty-three, it says, "When a stranger resides with you in your land, you shall not do him wrong. The stranger who resides with you shall be to you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself. <laughs> for you were aliens in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God." Okay. And what is that? Lang- what is that language telling us? In fact, that's the text that Jesus uses Jesus, when he Jesus. says the second great commandment yep. is to love your neighbor as yourself. Yep. What, is the, what is Leviticus 19.33 telling us? It's telling us that the aliens and strangers, whether they're among them or from the outside, what he's saying is they you have to treat them like native Jewish people. Love them. What does that mean? Yeah. It means you can't enslave them forever. You can't own them as chattel. Okay. Right? So that text, Leviticus 19, should inform the way that we read Leviticus 25. Okay. If we take Leviticus 25 out of its context, okay. it sounds like chattel in slavery. In isolation. In isolation. Okay. However, okay. it is not in the same sense chattel slavery as we exi- as existed in America sure. in the okay. early 20th century. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, in the, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, the I know. Se- it's yeah. 18th, until the 20th, century. Yeah, until, until the early 20th 19th century. century. Yeah. So that language, yeah, yeah. so what that's telling us is God is giving instruction about what slavery should look like for the aliens among the people. Mm-hmm. But he's and he's giving the exact same language. He's mm-hmm. giving the exact same instructions to them mm-hmm. as Jewish people. Okay. So people could uh, foreigners could choose to sell themselves uh, mm-hmm. for the sake of paying off a debt. They mm-hmm. could choose to become permanent slaves, mm-hmm. and those permanent slaves could then be passed down to ge- from generation to generation. Yeah. Same is true of Israelites during that time. Yeah. But, but those things were by the choice of the individual, as opposed to. Like yeah. man stealing, which yeah. which again we would say is the slavery that was being used in America, and, and which is prohibited in the Bible yeah. in the text of First Timothy. Yeah. So that's where we would make a distinction in what the Bible teaches. Okay. Now again, there's one more thing here that's I think important. The language of the text of Scripture sometimes seems to allow for things that it doesn't actually allow for. Okay. What God is actually doing there is He's putting controls on a situation that He knows will take place. Like slavery. Slavery, for, for example. example. Mm-hmm. And the, cl- the clearest example of that is divorce. Mm-hmm. In uh, Deuteronomy chapter 24, God says, you can give your wife a certificate of divorce, and mm-hmm. here's the rules that you have to abide by when you divorce your wife. Okay. 
and you think to yourself, well, is that God saying that he approves of divorce? Because yeah, he he's giving, divorce, yeah, he's giving rules yeah. about it, right? Yeah. And the answer is no, right? right? And the way we know that for sure is because the New Testament informs us of that right. in the Old Testament. Right. And the text that tells us that is Matthew 19. Yeah. And Jesus tells the Jewish people, they come to him and they say, you have the right to, you know, uh, verse 3 of Matthew chapter yeah. 19. He said, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any right. reason at all? Mm-hmm. Right? And Jesus says, no, God made marriage and there shouldn't be divorce. Right. And in verse 7, they said to him, why then did Moses command to give her a certificate of divorce and send her away? What are they asking? They're asking the same question yep. as someone might ask about slavery. Yep. <clears throat> if Moses said it was it was okay, then isn't it okay? Then isn't it okay? Yeah, yeah. And this is amazing. Verse 8, if he said to them, because of your hardness of heart, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it has not been this way. In other words, God put rules on the nation of Israel because he knew they would do certain things. And so he put rules in order to protect the victims in those situations. A woman in this case. A woman in this case who would be cast off and then who would be shamed by her husband. And so God says, listen, we're going to protect that woman. We're going to keep her safe. Uh, The dowry will be paid back to the father so that she can be provided for. And all these Mm, things will mm. keep her safe. But divorce God hates yeah and so even though he puts rules around it he doesn't affirm yeah. the act itself yeah like he loves it and he's exactly. so great about it right. exactly so right. we would say the exact same thing about slavery yeah there are aspects of slavery that God hates yeah. and we know that because the New Testament informs us of that okay uh, the text that you brought up in the previous video yeah However, knowing that slavery would take place, God puts rules in place yeah. that protect the victims in those kinds of situations. And that yeah. isn't just for slavery either. There's a lot lots of other, of texts, other things. Yeah. Lots of other things that yeah. in an ancient Near Eastern culture were permitted, and yeah. God knows that those things might take place. Yeah. And therefore, he puts rules to protect the people who are victims in those situations. Yeah. And I know that <laughs> that's a thank you so much for that. That's still not going to satisfy some yeah. people. You know what I mean? Like, I just was thinking, like, no matter what, yeah, yeah. if you have a beef with that, you're yeah. just still going to have a beef with it. Yeah. And, and, you know, we can debate about inter- totally. interpretational issues about Old Testament and all of that. Uh, it's funny because I've also thought about, like, polygamy. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. God allows it. Yeah. However you want to use that language. Ordained, allowed, permit. Yeah, yeah. He's sovereign over Whatever, it. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, and they, David, Abraham, amongst yep. others, many, yep. many of the fathers of the faith yeah, yeah. were polygamists. Yeah. And yet... And he gives rules about what that should look like yeah. and, you know, how you treat the two wives or right. the many wives. But yeah. the intention is monogamy. Yeah. And totally. yet, because of a hardness of heart and yep. people's sins in a fallen world, which I think then, if you go even bigger out, is like, how come? How could God be sovereign and good and yeah. then allow... Totally. Couldn't he have just shut it down and shut this down yeah, and yeah. done this and done that? And that, it goes always... It, all this goes back to that kind of a question. Yeah, totally. Like, God's sovereign, but what about all this stuff? Yeah. And human responsibility in those things, where mm-hmm. he's giving di- direction on what it should look like. Yeah. But it's actually a sin that's, yeah. that's taking yeah. place there. Yeah. And we say, well, at the end of the day, yeah. at the end of the day, that's the hardness of the human heart. That's yeah. the human responsibility that's worked into that. Right. Right. Rather and than turning to God and saying, saying how dare him. you? Yeah. yeah. How dare you? Even yeah. though, of course, he's sovereign over those things. Of course. Which, at the end of the day, brings us back to that mystery. <laughs> Which you cannot reconcile in cannot up reconcile. here. Yep. And we've talked about that a lot, but yeah. then I think that's actually the core mystery. And that's actually, what you said there before is so important. That's not going to help anybody. Yeah. Like we can look at these texts and explain how they fit together in a wider yeah, context. Yeah, it's good, but... It's actually helpful, <laughs> but as someone who's just out to disprove the Bible, yeah. you're going to say, see, there's an immoral thing. Yeah. But what's fascinating about that, I was actually talking to uh, one of our interns about this. What's fascinating about that is they're actually using mm-hmm. biblical notions of morality to contradict the Bible. Yeah. So like, well, chattel slavery is evil, but the Bible seems to accept it. Yeah. But the statement chattel slavery is evil is actually grounded in Judeo-Christian morality right. from the New Testament. Yeah. And so they're trying to disprove something using the the, the language yeah. of the Bible itself. Yeah. 
Which is the equivalent of like you know like saying hey load that gun hand it to me I'm gonna shoot you <laughs> I, and yeah. that it's it's irrational yeah. first of all and secondly yeah. it's actually it's actually a broken way to try to understand anything at all very good yeah. very very good well so, thank you yeah <laughs> that was anyway, a lot yeah thank lots you. on that one but hopefully that's helpful for you if you look up those texts I think it might be helpful to uh, just look at them specifically uh, but if you have any questions or you have other texts that you'd like to talk about we're always here to talk so uh, feel free to email us at info at faithbibleoc.org thanks so much talk to you soon.